Hello everyone, welcome to Reiki Radio. This is Yolanda and today we have a special guest that is going to talk about something that is very special to me and my practice and so many of you I'm sure. We have a guest today named Hallie Bourne and she's going to talk to us about meditation. Now I have to say before we get into the show that for anyone listening that struggles with meditation or you think, you know, I've, I've tried it before and it's just not working out, this may be something very helpful for you. And even those of you who already practice, perhaps something in today's show will help you or inspire you to deepen your practice. Because one of the things that I've learned through all of this is that meditation really is the foundation of all spiritual practices and there's really nothing like it to connect us with who and what we truly are. So let's talk to Hallie, grab your pen and paper and enjoy the show. Okay, so welcome to Reiki Radio. We are here today with Hallie Bourne, and she is a meditation instructor and also a true self life coach, which is you know very interesting. I can't wait to hear more about this. But Hallie's work has really helped people deal with how to connect with their internal wisdom through introspection and creative action. And she has taken 25 years of her study and synthesized it. And it's been meditation, yoga philosophy, psychology, and brain-based approaches to stress and self-actualization. Um, Ooh, tongue-tied. Excited to talk to you. <laughs> and she created this beautiful program called Slow Down and Tune In. And so she is here with us today. And I'm really excited to have you share your story with the community and really share with us how meditation in of itself helps us to connect with deeper levels of self-awareness. So welcome, Hallie. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you here. And with all guests, I always like to start out by having you share your story. And I know that you even had a near-death experience. So can you share with the audience what actually sent you on this path of sharing the work that you share today? Sure, absolutely. I was thinking about this the other day, and I, you know, actually my story begins about a year before I had a car accident that created this near-death experience. I had been raised Catholic, and I started to question and found that I wasn't getting the answers I wanted and found that really the only reason I was in the church at that point was to sing and singing really connected me to um, a sense of expansiveness and, um, and to love, you know, and kind of that universal yeah. sense of love, yeah. So I decided to leave the church about a year before I had the car accident and was doing a lot of um, searching, reading books, um, asking people questions, starting to explore other ideas, um, and so interestingly, when I had the car accident, which broke both of my legs, crushed my pelvis, uh, broke oh my some goodness. ribs, and left me with some, some head trauma, um, 
I took about three and a half months to sit in a yoga chair or sit in a wheelchair rather and really do some more searching in that way. It was really fascinating that I was alive and the near-death experience gave me um, a sense that we are more than just our egos, that there was this really palpable sense of being part of some um, large, inexplicable oneness. I don't really know how to, even after all these years, I really still don't know how to talk about it um, very eloquently. So that, um, that then led me, once I was walking again, it took me about six months to walk without um, crutches or a cane. A friend asked me to a yoga class, and she said it will probably help you walk again. So I was all over that. And so I started going to yoga, and I, I noticed it helped with the pain. Um, as you might imagine, crushing a bunch of bones would leave you with a lot of muscular and structural pain. And it, it was through yoga that I, I found a different way that satisfied some of this curiosity about spirituality and the nature of life and reality. <clears throat> And so before I knew it, I had been invested in yoga for a good 25 years and along the path um, that led me to meditation. And actually in, in the ancient tradition of yoga, breath work and meditation were really primary. And the, the more asana posture focused practice is something that's relatively new in the history of yoga. Mm-hmm. And after I had been practicing uh, probably for about mm, 15 years or so was when I started to explore some of the deeper arts, working with the breath and working with the focus of the mind. You know, there's a couple of things that come up when you say this. I mean, listening to your story right away, I'm just like, wow. I mean, the amount of resilience to have gone through something like that and listening to you then say, you know, sitting there and being in a wheelchair and your mind is going into like – you know, what we are and, you know, looking at life itself. I mean, that's really fascinating, but it, it also kind of ties into the stillness of meditation. So do you think mm. that it was that, like not being mobile in some ways? Were you experiencing like a um, a type of meditation in that state that you were in? <laughs> that is a great question. Um you know, I, I wish I could say that when I woke up from the, essentially the, the surgery and the repairs that had been done to me, that I was a completely different person. But the truth is that I was still filled with anxiety and fear. Right. Um, there, there was, there was a, a really wonderful, like absurd optimism that accompanied that, though. So that's <laughs> what was different after the, after the experience. And being in the wheelchair, um, it's interesting you ask if it was a meditation. I guess it kind of was because I had to stay really, really focused. And actually at the time, um, here, let me back up a little bit. When I was in the hospital, my brother came to visit me and took me through my first guided visualization Now, I had been exploring self-hypnosis and um, that kind of thing since I was young, 
But this was the first time it was really critical to be able to use the imagination and the focus in, in the way of directing healing. And so I really connected with that and clicked with that. And as soon as I was um, sitting around in a wheelchair with no one to entertain me and no distractions, that was where I went. Was I started writing myself scripts and started recording myself doing it and then was doing that several times a day in addition to the actual physical therapy of working to heal. Uh-huh. So that was, it was more about really kind of discovering my power of focus Yes. And I didn't realize it was meditation until I noticed that yoga was affecting a very um, like type A thing I had going in my personality. And when I formally trained in meditation, which was much later, probably 10 years later, that was when I really saw how busy my mind was and how mm-hmm. much work there was left to do. So, yeah, the, to answer your question more specifically, absolutely I had to slow down. And, you know, this, the title of my meditation program and the tagline for my business, slow down, tune in, definitely harkens back to that time because I had no choice. There was no moving fast. You know, I could only move as fast as I could wheel myself forward. Right. And even after all this time, after 25 years, moving fast isn't really appropriate for me because that's usually when I get hurt. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's a wonderful metaphor for what's happening for most of us in the society where it's just like we're always being chased by something. We're being pushed to produce and accomplish and fulfill and show up for. And there's a lot of externalizing that, forces us to move faster than I think our own natural rhythm is. Yes. And that's where I think meditation and acts of creativity really help us to, to tune into something that's not out there, you know, that really rests deeply within us that can give a great deal of satisfaction and um, perspective. You know, I mean, it's just you're pouring out with all of these. I feel like all of these like little bits of magic are falling out of your mouth. So (laughs) I mean, even that, I mean, like, yes, we do. We are moving faster than our natural rhythm. And, you know, um, something you even said a moment ago, though, that really jumped out at me was you were talking about directing your healing. And I think that's such a beautiful thing. I mean, when you think about the connection of meditation, but also connecting all of us with the power of our mind. So what mm. do you, um, you know, what was that connection for you? I mean, very specifically even to like directing healing, were, do you think that part of your recovery, was it because of what you were, um, I guess I would say like programming in your mind or what you were focusing on or mm. what you were meditating on? Like, was it all, a, a lot of it supported by your intention looking back? Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I struggle to not sound arrogant when I talk about this because I, I, you know, I don't really feel like it was me. It was something that was very exceptional Because, you know, having your legs broken and being confined to a wheelchair overnight, you know, means suddenly what I was planning on doing in my life was off the table. You know, all Mm -hmm. of it was just about, well, I have to work on, 
getting back to walking because that's the trajectory of goal I have for my life. Like walking is all there is right now. Right. And so I lost my, I just for a moment got really um, (laughs) into this, the sense of that feeling of being in that state of being so singularly focused. Um, I feel like what happened around that time was really miraculous. You know, even the, um, the EMTs who rescued me from the car, you know, they talked about me being in an impossible position, um, having, having all the right physicians and surgeons and attendees um, there at the hospital at the Burn and Trauma Center to treat the extent of my injuries. Um, there was a plastic surgeon actually there that was kind of unusual, and my face got all cut up, and she was there to do really amazing work, and the scars on my face are almost not noticeable because of what she did. Um, and then really I started, I started, sorry, um, so right after I, I had that experience with my brother leading me through that guided visualization, you know, there was just an unbelievable focus on I'm going to heal these bones. And I've, I didn't feel like I was doing it, but I felt like something was flowing through me. Mm-hmm. And three weeks after the car accident, I went to see an orthopedist, and he um, did a bunch of x-rays to see how things were progressing. And I'll never forget the look on his face because his eyes were kind of wide and his his coloring had gone a little pallid like he'd seen a ghost. And I was like, what's wrong? And he said, well, you have new bone growing, and I, I've never seen anything wow. like it. And so because of my, my legs were actually shattered, they inserted steel rods through the, the center of my femurs for those shards to kind of adhere back to. And that's what he was talking about, that he, he could not understand how quickly they were adhering around the steel and how quickly my legs were healing. So I would say, yeah, I feel like there was some kind of magic going on. And, and to be able to walk in a way after six months where no one would even know I'd had this car accident also felt really miraculous. Wow. I mean, you know, I definitely want to hear, um, and we're going to talk about the program that you've created, you know, after going through your experiences and all of the years of training in, you know, different areas that you've studied. But even hearing, again, your story, I, I really want to know your point of view about the benefit of meditation, because I think a lot of times when we hear this, and I'm even going to back up a little bit more, because you did mention how, you know, it is an ancient practice. And really, from even everything I've studied in the realm of spirituality, meditation is always the foundation of the practice. But mm, a lot of people right. struggle with can I do this? I'm not doing it right because I can't stop my mind from thinking. So can you just share with people, first of all, um, some benefits of meditation and maybe even talk about the different styles or types so that people don't think there's only, you know, one specific thing that they have to attain or achieve. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I would love to because I think meditation is outstanding. It's great. Yeah. I don't know where I would be without meditation. Um, so this is what I understand about the benefits of meditation, kind of beyond what science is showing us now with, you know, it lowers heart rates. It um, helps to decrease the stress hormones. It turns on the happy portions of the brain, you know, creates more satisfaction and feelings of well-being. Yes. But I'm going to talk, I'm going to talk more esoterically about the, what the benefits are. Beautiful. I feel like meditation, yeah, is, is a, a straight way through line to one's true sense of self. And my business is called True Self Coaching. And this is why, is, you know, we're, we're all connected and there's a great deal that's similar between us. What I understand at this point through my experience and through my study is that each of us has something very particular that we're here to experience. And I don't want to say do, but to experience. And meditation helps to kind of let all of the voices of culture, of society, of family, of work, job, and identity to kind of fade away where there's just this sense of connection remaining. You know, it's kind of like um, a sifting process. Not that anyone sifts flour anymore, but... If people remember a sifter where you throw flour in and you start churning it and you get all of the really rough pieces left behind and then there's this fine powder underneath. I feel that meditation really does that. It helps to sift out all of the garbage and the distraction and leaves this sense of self. And what that does in a practical sense is when really difficult and challenging circumstances come up, we have the the power and the strength to, to really meet it and address it rather than cave in the face of it or turn away from it or not be able to handle it at all, you know, to be kind of crushed by it. Right. That's actually a really um, beautiful analogy. I like that a lot. And, you know, um, it makes me think about the clarity and meditation and um, the expansiveness, you know, like just that feeling of um, being so much bigger than just being in this body when you go into that space. So another thing I wanted to talk to you about, because even when we spoke before, I know that through your work, you do feel um, very drawn to and connected with, you know, people who are empaths and people who are very creative. And I know you mentioned before, like even you went to church to sing and you're an artist, right? Don't you also do art work? Yeah. So Mm -hmm. can you talk um, a little bit even about the benefit of, you know, meditation specific to people who may be very sensitive energetically and to people who are, you know, consider themselves more creative how does this help them yeah that's a great question and actually that will lead me to answering an earlier question that i haven't answered yet with the the types of meditation yes so what i find and and i'm i qualify myself as a highly sensitive person and this is a psychological term that has been coined in the last few years that there's a, a subset of, of society of people who um, 
Well, here are some of the traits of highly sensitive people. They don't really care for chit-chat. They would rather Mm -hmm. not talk than to talk superficially. They want to have deep, meaningful conversations. And it's kind of the same with relationships, where they would rather have one or two really good friends than a whole group of acquaintances. And they're also people who are highly aware. They notice their environments and are easily overstimulated. So those are some kind of some of the... Um, immediate qualities and I feel like that applies also to empaths and creative people because they're you know we are kind of on this fringe because the world is so extroverted and extroversion is really what's rewarded and not so much introversion or um, slow considered thinking And so what I have found meditation to do in my life and what I offer to my clients as well is is to, number one, really respect the sensitivity, which makes all sorts of things possible because then that sensitivity can be turned into a strength rather than a liability. Right. And with the meditation, we get to spend some time just feeling without being overwhelmed by the feeling. And we can start to learn how to channel the energy. And also with that that rooted respect, we start to choose situations differently. So these days, if I find myself in a really overstimulating um, arrangement, you know, unless I'm contracted or um, it's a wedding or something of that nature, or I can't just walk out, you know, I'll sort of set the stage, which is, you know, I'll come, I'll, I'll say hello, but just know I'll probably leave before it's all over because it's going to get overwhelming. So just starting to um, respect the fact that these environments aren't necessarily the best for us and then kind of let go of the ideas of politeness and really take care of ourselves. I really like that, that you said respect the sensitivity. I, I've not heard that, but that's a good way to think about it because I think there's a lot of um, judgment that comes around, you know, people who are very sensitive and even some self-judgment when we don't understand how to function or navigate within that sensitivity. So then I guess that leads us to the styles of meditation. And I know you mentioned that there were two that you talk about. So what are those styles? Yeah, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna refer to it more as technique rather than okay. style. Um, style as an overarching term, I'm I'm just gonna call it yogic meditation. And okay. what makes it yoga is that we're not just observing the breath, but we're actually affecting the breath. Mm-hmm. And you know, say um, like MBSR is really popular right now, so. Um, Oh, MBSR. I'm trying to remember what it stands for. My mind is taking a blank here. MBSR. I'll have to come back to it. But anyway, that was offered through um, the University of Massachusetts. John Kabat-Zinn was the originator of that, a medical doctor who was trying to give his um, very sick and terminal patients a another way of handling their pain and their sickness or their illness. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just they just watch the breath, and that's something really common in many styles. I think Buddhist meditation also tends to just watch the breath. 
But what I'm offering um, is yogic in that it's really based in the body. So we're actually spending time paying attention to the body. And we're also using the breath to help relax the body. So rather than just watching a breath, the breath move in and out, we're actually slowing and deepening the breath in order to trigger the relaxation response in the brain. And so I offer, I offer that where we're really focused on working with the breath. So that's the primary technique that's offered through the program. And then there are exercises we do each week. Um, it's a nine-week program where we're building on knowledge with the lessons each week. Um, so I offer a live experience each week that includes one other style, which is more of so the the watching the breath is all about focus, right? Like it's really about tuning into what's happening in the body. And then the other thing I invite people to experience is what it's like to just let the mind and the attention open. You know, so we let the the mind kind of wander and expand the, the way we do with um, daydreaming. Okay. Because especially for creative people, that's really where we get ideas. It's when we really let the mind relax rather than really trying to focus the mind. So it's another experience that I offer in the program, especially for creative people, so that it's not so much about, oh, well, I have to do this painting or I have to write this song in this key, but more about what is the feeling of all of it? So we just kind of relax and let the mind wander, and lo and behold, the muses will come. Yeah, well, th- there's two things. So I looked up for you. It was mindfulness-based stress reduction, the MBSR. But it's really interesting Thank the you. approach that you're taking. Oh, no, of course. <laughs> it's really interesting <laughs> this approach because it it's like, oh, this actually kind of like the reverse of what we do, you know, um, because normally we don't pay really much attention to our breath and we're, you know, living in our heads, like we're so heady. So to put that in reverse, I mean, that must be um, an amazing experience. Really, that that's really, really interesting. So I know you said you go through nine weeks and it's structured in some ways, but this is also customized to the people that you work with, right? Yeah, very much so. So something you said earlier about how it really benefits people and how it's all structured um, and, and you know, helping people know what to do. I feel like beginning meditation, okay, wait, I'm going to back up a minute. I, my mind is moving at a thousand <laughs> paces a second here. Um, the, the slow down tune in nine week meditation program that I'm offering people it, is the program I wish I'd had when I first started meditating. Right. And what it does is it helps to really meet people where they are. So we, we work with all of the misunderstandings, all of the ideas, all of the fears around what people are supposed to be doing. Yes. And the second, the second week that we meet, they're already going to start with practicing these techniques of stillness. So we start with grounding in the body then we start moving towards the breath, and then we get to combine everything that we've learned throughout the program. 
And so each week, you know, it's this one-on-one live experience where I get to hear what people are struggling with, what their goals are, how they're trying to elevate and expand their consciousness. And then the, the teachings get framed with all those goals in mind. So there's kind of this com- combined effort of both teaching and coaching throughout the program. So it, it is very customized based on where people are coming from with their understanding and with their, their desires and needs. I have to say that sounds um, really amazing because I, at the beginning of all of, you know, this work and what I've studied, I started with meditation, but I also, I went to a class and, you know, because I, I actually had never even attempted to meditate, but um, it was something very helpful because we did, um, we were guided through the process and different ways of tuning in and tapping into ourselves. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting about this and even the um, the program that you provide is I think it helps people get past the fear of thinking they're supposed to meditate like someone else and like really help you connect with what fits for you because it it, it although there's you know methods and techniques like you find your groove in there somewhere so I think it's um, it's a beautiful offering in that people have an opportunity to really tune into their way and have that one-on-one guidance. Yeah. Thank you for saying all of that. I, I totally agree. And I feel like something that's really special about this slow down tune in program is that it, it really gives people an, an immediate experience of, of, of their own being because it's grounded in the body and the breath. You know, it's, I'd like to say this. I feel like a lot of people think that in order to meditate, you have to have a quiet mind. Right. <laughs> and the truth is that if you wait for that to happen, you will never meditate because the <laughs> mind is meant to think, right? Like it's busy. Right. It, it wants to constantly be assessing what's going on around us and figure out how it affects us and categorize it and do whatever with it. Um, what I really encourage people to do in this program is to develop a new relationship with their thoughts. Really what the issue is is that most of us are reactive to what we're thinking. So we think something and then we're suddenly upset, but we didn't even notice that that thought happened because it happened so quickly. And a lot of the thinking that we do is so automatic that we don't catch it when it's happening. So we're total victims to our patterns and habits of thinking. And what I'm encouraging people to do is to slow down, to recognize that you are thinking, and then make the decision to not react to the thought because you tune back to the breath and you tune back to the body. Right, so it's actually really simple. I'm not at all claiming it's easy, but it's this really simple way of just starting to realize that you can have a thought without identifying with it that you can have a thought without having an emotional reaction to it. Right. And, you know, even you saying that, too, it's reminding me of, because a lot of people who listen to the show do different forms of um, energy work and, you know, have different practices. And I have to say, you know, meditation has heightened my practice, I think, even with, you know, doing Reiki, Mm. because it is, you know, people say it's a very meditative technique, but again, if you're someone who struggles with meditation or the idea of what that is, 
it may not, um, you may not tune into that even through your practice. And so mm-hmm. having that side of meditation while I'm working in that space has really helped me a lot of, you know, letting go and not attaching stories and, you know, kind of like losing myself into the practice of even Reiki. So do you, have you Beautiful. Um, noticed anything with that? Or can you speak to even how that may be supportive of people who are doing techniques like this? Because, I mean, I think it is. It's, it's one of the things I swear by it. I think it's one of the most beneficial things in everything that I do is the meditation. Oh, that's so beautiful. I I love hearing that. It's really important. And and I think you're right. I think you're right. That is um, meditation is, is a way to essentially purify energy. And I don't, yes. I don't want to get into, you know, anything crazy about that, but um I I feel like I relate to a lot of people in that my mind can really get crowded. You know, there can be a lot of garbage going on in my mind and it can make me feel kind of insane. And then to try to to work with another human and kind of get out of our own way in order to be available for them. Right. You know, it's really hard to do that without some kind of tool about what do I do with this um, backlog of stuff going on in my mind exactly (laughs) and so I um one of my many careers was I I was a body worker for about seven years and in that I also got trained in Reiki and in craniosacral therapy and both of those practices Reiki and craniosacral are practices of stillness as well and when I first started craniosacral, the mind was much busier than later on when I got the Reiki. And just just working with sitting there to try and feel, you know, people's pulses and the way that the fluid was moving, I could not be in my head and achieve that in any way. Right. And so having meditation alongside of that practice you know, it actually taught me how to do that. It actually ha- taught me how to start dropping my thoughts and be able to relax my body to the extent that then I could send the attention into what I was feeling and trying to, to work with in my clients. So I, I just think meditation is an incredible way to, to help us focus energy. You know, we focus yes. our intent. We, we focus the power and then we can really witness, we can become witness for our, our clients activating their own healing capacity. That is, yes. And it's so funny, I'm, I can't stop smiling because I, I had my own realization <laughs> and having this conversation with you, like, wow, meditation has really been like the key component in every aspect of my practice. And it's, it's one of those things like, well, I think I was aware of that. I never really thought about it I've never even said it out loud in this way until right now I'm like wow I mean I really do and I attribute the meditation to like why I am able to move out of the way when working with others and how I am able to manage and observe myself I mean it really shows up in every part of my life I mean my self-worth helping others everywhere so yeah I mean it's really really powerful so 
Um, one of the things I did want to ask you about, I saw on your site, you even have um, a sample that people can go and listen to to get a taste or a feel for the program you offer. So can you share with them where they can get this information and how to contact you if they want to start the program, ask any questions, what's the best way to find you? Sure. So my website is my name, which is HallieBorn.com, and that's H-A-L-L-I-B-O-U-R-N-E.com. And I have a meditation page, so if you click on the meditation tab, there's information about the program itself um, as far as an overview, and then there's another link that will lead you to the specifics of the packages that I offer. I have a nine-week package and a 12-week package. Um, So people can go there, and there's an audio where they can listen to a little bit of one of the recorded audios that they would get with the program. And then the other thing I'd love to offer your listeners is if they go to my website, there's a pop-up that will come up on the home page for a mini relaxation course. And this includes a five-minute audio, which I think is really wonderful, even though I did it myself. I will sometimes use it when I'm feeling really jacked up. And yeah. <laughs> it's called Five Minutes to Calm, and it really works. It really works. So when they sign up for that Um, course if they wanted to um, they'll get a five minute free audio downloaded to their computer and then they'll get three weeks of tips on how to incorporate relaxation into daily life and it's really simple stuff that we can do if we just think about it differently so that's available totally free just by going to the website yeah okay perfect so if they go to your website see the pop-up box enter their email and they'll get the free guided meditation and some tips. That's beautiful because I know a lot of people also, it's um, less intimidating when we can start out with something guided because it lets us you mm-hmm. know, get out of trying to control or figure out how to do it right. So I think the guided is also um, so helpful, especially when we just have too much going on to even try to attempt it on our own. So thank you for sharing that and letting everyone know. So again, you want to go to HallieBorn.com and actually her website address is down in the show description. So you can um, click on the link there. And before you go, um, I just wanted to check in with you. Is there anything about meditation or about our connection, our self-connection or even the work that you do overall that you would like to share with people, um, even connected to like how this has changed or helped you personally in your life. Like what is the one thing you, you know, tell people like, this is amazing because what has that been? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, first of all, I just, I want to encourage your listeners who are feeling like they're afraid of meditation or they're not very good at meditation to maybe mm-hmm. give it another try because yeah. it, it has such power to transform the, the mind and the being and, and just the way that we move through life. And I'll, I'll tell another kind of personal story, um, but I, I, it was a real awakening to me to see how meditation had affected me at that point. So this was about um, six years ago, 
And I sadly found that my brother who lived around the corner from me had suicided. And there was, of course, a great deal of trauma surrounding that incident. Um, After I dealt with the practical logistics of what was involved with that, I came back home and I sat down and I meditated. And I noticed that even though I was in unbelievable grief, shock, and, and pain, that in the midst of that, I was able to still feel some sense of peace and calm at my center. And that was when I realized, I think I had been meditating about 10 years at that point, that meditation really changes you and it helps you to, to deal with reality. And no matter what comes, there's some way that we can essentially weather the storm because we've got this really grounded center. You know, it's a place that we can rely on. It's not anybody else saying you're okay or you're going to be okay. It's something that you can actually connect with that you know. Yes. And so the next two weeks, I um, rightfully had some trouble sleeping and was able to use another yogic meditation technique called Yoga Nidra that I, I don't know if I, if I hadn't had that, I would not have handled it at all. It, it, it helped me to sleep. And it also helps me to stay connected to life, even in the midst of that really challenging circumstance. Yeah, you know, it's um, so interesting here. You say that part, the it helps us to get to that grounded center that we know we can always rely on. I mean, it reminds me of how you even started your story about, you know, being in that space after your accident and having, I think you called it um, absurd optimism you know there is Mm -hmm. that part of us even regardless of what is going on in the mind that we know is there that that internal knowing and I think one of the most beautiful things of meditation is it helps us to connect to that so much easier and with more intention and it it does I mean just overall helps us ground into everything is going to be okay and you know it's a beautiful thing So I have to say, you know, I am so thankful that you came on to talk about this because I know a lot of people do, you know, again, have some challenges with if they can meditate or tried it before and walked away and didn't make an attempt again. So, you know, I always encourage people to try. And now there's this beautiful program to help you if you are having a difficult time with that because it changes everything. I mean, it, it really changes everything. It Meditation. does. It changes <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely does. So I have to thank you so much for also sharing your beautiful story with us. Um, I really appreciate that. And I hope that you will join us um, for some live Q&A in the Seeker Circle. We can, you know, schedule that so people can get to see your beautiful face and talk to you live. <laughs> but for now, be sure to go to um, Hallie's website, HallieBorn.com. Again, it's down in the show description. And that's it. I want to thank you again. Thank you so much, Hallie. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on, Yolanda. I appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. And for all of you listening, again, hope to see you all in the Seeker Circle after the show. You can get more information on my Facebook page, Yuchi Wellness. And remember to always journey in love. 